coast. From border to border. From sea to shining sea. Sean Hannity is on. You're listening to a special edition of the Sean Hannity program. America under attack. And welcome aboard. Glad you're with us. It is the uh, Sean Hannity Show. This is America Under Attack, a special edition. As we uh, start the program here, I'm just getting an AP wire. And um, devastating personal news for me is that uh, according to this AP report, a personal friend was on the plane that actually went down uh, in the Pentagon, and that would be uh, uh, Barbara Olson. Wrote the book about Hillary Clinton held to pay. Uh, thank you for being with us. Uh, let me give our, our toll-free number with special instructions today. It's uh, 1-800-941-7326, 1-800-941-SEAN. we got a lot of uh, news and information will be given out to uh, everybody throughout the day. We're going to check in with Governor Frank Keating will be joining us. Casper Weinberger will be checking in, in the course of the program today. Ed Meese, uh, we have a number of congressmen that will be checking in, eyewitnesses to everything that has happened today. If you're just joining us, or perhaps you've been uh, out of pocket somewhat today, just to recap very quickly, uh, a day that will live in infamy, as many people have said today, uh, America under attack. It all started uh, shortly before 9 o'clock Eastern Time this morning when a plane crashed into the tower of the World Trade Center in lower Manhattan, and then a second plane crashed into the second tower of the World Trade Center shortly after 9. Not long after that, an aircraft crashed near the Pentagon just outside of Washington, D.C. in northern Virginia about an hour after the attacks in New York. Government uh, buildings in Washington, including the Capitol and the White House, have been evacuated. Uh, Washington, D.C. has declared a state of emergency. Our uh, affiliate there, WMAL, has been uh, informing uh, listeners uh, for the longest time. Warships have even been deployed in New York, and fighter planes have been flying over the uh, state of New York. The Federal Aviation Administration has shut down all aircraft takeoffs nationwide. The whole system is down. Uh, we know that uh, after shortly after 10 a.m., one of the World Trade Center towers collapsed. And I'll give you some vital information about this in a minute. An hour after being hit by the plane, then the second uh, World Trade Center building collapsed also. Uh, American Airlines, uh, in fact, noted that one of the planes that crashed near the Trade Center was the American Airlines Flight 11, hijacked after takeoff from Boston en route to Los Angeles. And we'll be giving you as much information as possible in the course of uh, today's uh, broadcast. But if you have any information, if you were part of uh, anything that went on today, or you know, or you saw, or witnessed any of this, our toll-free number is 800-941-SEAN, 1-800-941-7326. We uh, start the program today. Bob Krause is uh, with us, and he's in our studios in New York. And Bob apparently was in one of the World Trade Center buildings today. Bob, welcome aboard. Are you there? Uh, Bob is here, Sean. We're going to hook him up momentarily. Uh, he's having way. difficulty hearing from his headphones. Hi, how are you doing? Oh, hey, Bob. This, that's Curtis yes, Sliwa, by the way. He is the morning host at our local uh, flagship here, WABC in New York. Curtis and Ron Kuby will be with us also coming up today. Bob, you were in the World Trade Center building today? Yes, I was. Tell us about it. Well, I was on the 84th floor uh, conducting regular business, and we heard an explosion. And then for some reason or another, one of us looked out the window, and we all ran to the side of the window, basically seeing like a ticker tape parade, but 10 times or 10,000 times as much paper floating down uh, from higher than where we were. So we were trying to figure that out. So looking up the window, uh, we had seen a tremendous amount of white smoke. So mm -hmm. we all kind of determined that there was some kind of explosion above us. What did you feel when you were inside the building? Absolutely nothing. You felt nothing? Nothing, because we were on the other building. Okay. Uh, so, I mean, this we thought it was above us. Right. And it was actually the building next to us. Right. But since uh, my company was uh, in the 1993 uh, bombing, we mm -hmm. didn't hesitate. And we just says, we're out of here. Sure. And you just started. To, now, was there a big rush to get out of the building? Uh, everybody really was calm. Uh, mm -hmm. And we were going down the stairwell because you're not allowed to use the elevators at that point in time. And basically, you know, saying, OK, we're going through this again. And with today being uh, 2001, 
many more people had cell phones versus 1993, as well as uh, many people had beepers with news flashes going across it. Right. So we were informed uh, easily that there was a build uh, that a plane had crashed into World Trade Center one, and we were in two, so we were kind of a little bit more relaxed. Mm -hmm. uh, but as we were going down and down and down, we got to one of the main lobbies, which is the 44th uh, floor, and there must have been three or 400 people, maybe more, all gathered around trying to figure out where the next stairwell is. Right. And there was a man with a uh, microphone basically telling us to be calm and to remain calm and to be relaxed. And a couple of people were, you know, a little bit upset. Some people were having trouble breathing. Uh, because it was a tremendous walk down from where we were, and there were people, I'm sure, from higher floors. Mm -hmm. uh, and within less than a minute, all of a sudden, our building had a big explosion and, and shook. And where were you at that time? Um, I was on the 44th floor. Right. Uh, and as I said, uh, there was a big explosion. Uh, the building shook tremendously, and a lot of debris and glass were flying all over the place and we all ran in the opposite direction of where that explosion was. Sure. A little stampeding. Fortunately, no one was stepped on that I can see. Some people did drop to the floor. Uh, as everybody calmed down when all the, you know, I guess the, the calm came back, uh, there were some shoes, there were some pocketbooks, yeah. uh, bottles of water, you know, people. And eventually, fortunately, uh, this group of people, as long as myself, found these stairwells and we proceeded to go down. Did you have any idea at that time what had happened? Not the second time yeah. around. You uh, know, yeah, for, for those that don't know, now you're, you're on the 84th floor. Yes. The World Trade Center, um, for those that don't know around the country, I mean, in, in a city full of famous buildings, the twin towers of the World Trade Center it really outdid them all. It was a massive glass, steel sculpture. Uh, really, especially if you would fly above Manhattan, seemed to float above the tip of lower Manhattan. There were 110 floors on each of the buildings, um, and it was really a, a marvel, an architectural marvel that provided you know, a home for 1,200 businesses, many of them involved in, in trade and so on and so forth and in other uh, endeavors. But the, uh, the Twin Towers completed in 1976, uh, 43,000 windows, 99 elevators in the building, 1,350 feet tall and designed to be really a, a hub for international trade. I mean, it is, it is just staggering what happened here today. Tell us what happened when you got out. You went down, I assume you walked all the way out the rest of the 44 floors? We walked down uh, 44 more flights and actually came to the concourse where uh, it's the, the ground level uh, where there's a fountain in between the two buildings in a beautiful little area and there was tons of debris that had come down. I mean, the whole place was covered. And a bunch of us were thinking that maybe it was the the, the wings that got sheared off when the plane went into the building. I mean, we had really had no idea what it was. Mm -hmm. But fortunately, they, uh, the, the emergency people got us out. Uh, and I pity them because I have a feeling most of them did not get out uh, when the building collapsed, which is a really sad thing. But there were tons and tons of police and fire engines and uh, It was know, surreal. It, 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 it really was. How, how, how far were you from the towers when they started collapsing? I was probably about 10 or 12 blocks north. Yeah, and you probably almost instantaneously were hit with debris and dust. And well, actually, it, it, uh, the dust may be a little bit, but uh, I think 10 blocks was pretty, pretty far away uh, because we just turned around. And people were running, uh, but, uh, I mean, after walking 84 flights, I wasn't really running too quickly, and I... You know, there was no debris or anything 10 blocks away. Yeah. Uh, but there, I'm sure there's, they say there's a couple of inches or, or whatever surrounding the entire lower area now. All right, Bob Krause, who was there, and I witnessed everything that happened today in the sad tragedy. Bob, we're glad you made it out alive, and I know it was a very tough day for you. Appreciate you taking time to be with us. Uh, we're now going to go to our newsmaker line also. Uh, for, uh, Oklahoma C City uh, bombing, of course, is the next closest in terms of size and magnitude of terror brought on American soil. And the governor of Oklahoma, uh, Frank Keating, uh, is now with us on our newsmaker line. Governor Keating, uh, thank you for being with us. Well, hi, Sean. This, uh, this is really a day of agony. And, and our collective prayers here are for you and all of your fellow New Yorkers. This is a an American tragedy of, of 
no dimension. I mean, it is just uh, incomprehensible, incalculable. It, it is not even on the chart. It's so far off the chart. You know, you and I have had many discussions, and I, I told you how many times I admired you under fire during that terrible time that you lived through. Um, and you don't think it could get worse. We didn't think prior to Oklahoma City that we would experience this type of terror on American soil. And here we are under fire again in what is one of the most horrific but yet well in, in a sinister and evil sense orchestrated attacks I mean this this obviously was was uh, a planned attack uh, to instill as much fear and terror and and murder and mayhem as possible on the American people in Oklahoma City Sean as you know it was a domestic attack from twisted perverted evil individuals who wanted to make a political statement in New York it was an international terrorist attack ostensibly by twisted, evil, perverted people who wanted to make a political statement. Tonight there are innocent men, women, and children uh, who are not going to be with their families, uh, all gone as a result of this unspeakable act of evil. It's just an absolute yeah. horror. It's indescribable. The Democratic Front uh, for the Liberation of Palestine has claimed responsibility for the attacks on the World Trade Center. Governor, I, perhaps this isn't even the right day to bring this up here, but it, it appears that the terrorists apparently hijacked four planes and attacked the World Trade Center and the Pentagon, could only have succeeded by using their own trained pilots in some scheme that defied every scenario envisioned by national security officials. But, but how is it possible that potentially four planes were hijacked at the same time? What does that tell us about the safety of, of, of this industry? Well, it certainly shows that these are extraordinarily well-trained people and extraordinarily focused uh, people uh, who have an agenda and intend to carry it out. It's, uh, it's uh, inconceivable to me that they would be able to pull this off, but they did. The only places that you know, Sean, in our country that arguably are reasonably safe from this are airports. Yeah. It'd be different if somebody hauled in a truck or a bus or something, but these are airports, uh, probably three different airports Boston, Pittsburgh, and and uh, and uh, 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 the airport in Washington, Washington Dulles Airport, were the site of the of the departed aircraft. Um, I think what's going to come from this, obviously, is a top bottom to bottom bottom up analysis of American intelligence capabilities. Mm -hmm. There appeared to be a tremendous lapse here somewhere, yeah. and to to suggest that there won't be any result, I think, is being yeah. uh, rather uh, fanciful. I think right. we're going to have a much more thorough review of border policies. The immigration we, service used to be under me, and my view always was that yeah. we didn't have any Governor, ability to toss out illegal aliens or to protect our borders. Governor, we've we got to take a break, and um, we're going to let you go because I know you have a lot to do today. We have an update from ABC News. Thank you, Governor Frank Kitty. Uh, Frank Keating, and uh, we'll check in with ABC News. America Under Attack continues on the Sean Hannity Program with this special report. One senator calls it an act of war, another a second Pearl Harbor. The attack against the United States this morning, four commercial jetliners were hijacked and used as rockets. The World Trade Center in New York City was attacked and destroyed. The plane slamming right into the Twin Towers, which collapsed. The Pentagon was next, a plane crashing into it, causing massive destruction. Another plane apparently crashed short of its mark about 80 miles southeast of Pittsburgh. It's thought it was destined to attack Camp David. New York City looks like a war zone. It's been sealed. ABC's Steve Taylor's at Liberty Park in New Jersey with us live. Steve? Larry, the mayor of New York with the streets blocked has urged the people who can to walk out of the disaster scene, the financial district. For those who can't, hundreds of survivors who are injured, many of them are getting out by boat and coming here to the New Jersey waterfront where ambulances are waiting to take care of them. Also here, signs that this will be an extended rescue effort. As those boats go back, I'm seeing they are carrying portable lighting equipment and generating units for use over at, where, at the location where the World Trade Center was. Larry? ABC's Steve Taylor with us live across the Hudson, where he could see the devastation in lower Manhattan. Larry Jacobs, ABC News. Our coverage of America Under Attack continues on the Sean Hannity Program. All right, as we uh, continue on, 
It's a uh, sad day in America, the uh, terrorist attacks on the World Trade Center and the Pentagon, and we're now going, I believe, I'm not really sure, at, um, I believe Steve Sandberg's standing by. Steve, are you there? Yes, I am, Sean. Uh, right now, city officials say the top priority is securing the safety of those trapped in the rubble. Some 2,000 rescue personnel on the scene at the World Trade Center. A shaken Mayor Giuliani arrived there moments after the first plane hit. Drive it. it was the most horrific scene I've ever seen in my whole life. Uh, we saw the, the uh, World Trade Center uh, in flames, a big gaping hole all the way on the top of it. We could see GQ. people jumping from the top of the building. Officials estimate at least 10,000 people were in the World Trade Center at the time. They would not speculate the number of casualties, but thousands injured are being rushed to area hospitals. In lower Manhattan, Steve Sandberg, WABC News. And thanks, Steve. As we continue a special edition of the uh, Sean Hannity Show, we'll also be taking some of your calls later on in the day. 800-941-SEAN, uh, 1-800-941-SEAN, if you want to jump on board. Now, uh, uh, the president has also spoken out on this. President... Uh, Bush earlier today at uh, Barksdale Air Force Base in Louisiana said, quote, freedom itself was attacked this morning by a faceless coward and freedom will be defended. And he said, I want to assure and reassure the American people that the full resources of the federal government are working to assist local authorities to save lives, to help the victims of these attacks. Make no mistakes. Uh, mistake. The United States will hunt down and punish those responsible for these cowardly acts as uh, we continue on on the sean hannity show do we still have governor keating there gq okay we're also going to be checking in with uh, a number of people throughout the afternoon here but we have uh curtis sliwa who's with us he hosts the morning show at our uh, affiliate here in new york wabc along with ron kuby i'll start with you ron ron you have um well you've defended some people associated with terrorists what's in their what's in their minds well, you know, I, I've represented various uh, armed organizations, including Islamists, and usually when you're dealing with people who engage in, in symbolic violence or politically motivated violence, there's some sort of strategic goal uh, to be achieved, and there's some sort of concern about loss of life or, or, or making the attack as narrow as possible to score a symbolic victory. But with the Islamists who I've represented, and these were the people implicated and ultimately convicted in the Trade Center bombing and the second conspiracy that spun off of that, there was absolutely no concern uh, about innocent life, uh, even I innocent Islamic life. There were some brief discussions during one of the bombing conspiracies when they were talking about planning a bomb in the Holland Tunnel about what happens if innocent Muslims happen to be in the tunnel at the time and basically was sort of shrugged off as, as collateral damage. I, I think it's very, very difficult when you deal with people who are so motivated by a type of religiosity where they consider themselves sort of in personal relationship uh, with the Almighty that's telling them that it's acceptable to do these things, it's very difficult to get a handle on, on them. It's very difficult to stop them. I mean, we've talked well, about the death penalty, but when you're dealing with people who are willing to hijack airplanes and crash them into buildings or strap themselves up with explosives and blow up pizza parlors, it's, it's very hard to have the death penalty as some sort of credible deterrent. Well, you know, I, I think the question is, I don't know how it's possible to hijack five commercial airliners from major airports, one of them Dulles International, to do so within a set, frame, set time frame. Um, obvious targets like the Pentagon and the World Trade Centers, obviously in a position where they're not defended, and it, it, it raises so many fundamental questions about what we need to do to secure our lives. Curtis, you mentioned earlier today, I, and I agree with you, I, I think life as we know it will be changed from, from the time that we arrive at airports, what the process will be when we go through an airport. If we think uh, you know, going through a, a metal detector now is going to be the norm, I think it's going to get probably a lot more secure, and it should be. Well, in fact, Sean, you travel a great deal, and I was traveling from southern Florida yesterday, and because of uh, weather problems, I had to land at National Airport in Washington and then Amtrak it the rest of the way. But I must have gone in and out of security four or five times, and to look at the people who are responsible for the domestic flights, many of them new arrivees to this country, no security training. The scanning instruments are not all that adequate. It's not like taking an international flight. So one could easily see how trained professional terrorists who've practiced their maneuvers over and over on a set day at a set time could take advantage of the laxness that exists in our domestic routes. And I think they just pointed out what uh, we have failed to do in the 
the past 10 years when we had a hijacking problem, when we had uh, federal marshals who would actually ride on some of the domestic flights to counteract that terrorism. We've gotten lax, we've gotten weak, and our yeah. enemies have taken advantage of it. All right, uh, hang in there, guys. Uh, Curtis and Kuby, the uh, morning host at our flagship, WABC in New York. We are now also joined by Congressman Gary Ackerman of New York. Congressman Ackerman just recently got back from the Middle East where he not only met with uh, the Prime Minister of Israel, but also uh, Yasser Arafat himself. Uh, how are you, uh, Congressman? Welcome aboard. Uh, thanks, John. It's good to be with you on this tragic day. Well, it is sad. Um, one, of the, one of the things that has really saddened me, and we have a number of reports, some of them on uh, the Washington Post online and elsewhere, that there's celebration going on in the Middle East. What do you make of that? I've, I've seen some of the clips of that. <laughs> yeah. Are you there, Congressman? Even Hello. Yes, an absolutely evil act that people are standing up for the life of me. Yeah, well, I guess uh, Congressman Ackerman is uh, breaking up here. Maybe we can get another line here. But the Democratic Front for the Liberation of Palestine has claimed responsibility uh, for the attacks on the World Trade Center, according to the DBC and some, BBC and some other uh, groups. Uh, and it's unclear 100% who is responsible, but that's what the reports that we have now. We have a couple of reports of some of what has gone on in the Middle East, and it's not fun and it's not interesting, but you can't believe it. We uh, have, quote, according to the Washington Post online, demonstrators distributed candy in a traditional gesture of celebration. Several Palestinian gunmen shot in the air while other marchers carried Palestinian flags. Uh, one person, they quote, wearing a long black dress through sweets in the air saying she was happy because, quote, America is the head of the snake. America always stands by Israel in its war against us. And uh, another report on Yahoo that uh, dozens of Palestinian refugee, refugees, again, firing shots into the air in celebration of, of this attack. I believe we have Congressman Ackerman back uh, right now. Congressman, are you there? Oh, we don't have him back. All right, well, I'll go back. Uh, Ron Kuby, when you hear something like that, is that shocking? I mean, how do, I mean, it's so senseless when you look at these innocent men, women, and children that are victims here. It's not, not the United States government. These are men, women, and children. Well, of course it's shocking. I mean, it's always shocking to see people celebrating uh, the senseless slaughter of, of totally innocent people. I mean, un unfortunately, uh, this goes back a long time. I mean, we helped uh, in, the, in the United States create these very is very Islamic cells. I mean, this Sheikh Omar Abdel Rahman worked for the CIA. Osama bin Laden was funded in part by the CIA when they carried on their war against the Soviet Union in Afghanistan as a matter of foreign policy. And unfortunately, um, they didn't just go away when uh, the Soviets pulled out of Afghanistan and the Soviet Union collapsed. And they're mm -hmm. still very much with us. And, and this hatred has been nurtured year after year, now generation after generation. And, and yeah. I'm afraid there's no quick or, or easy solution to it. Well, earlier today you were somewhat upset at the, the notion that, and I agree with you, we don't know 100% who did this, but, but, but certainly based on past history that it is uh, certainly a possibility that uh, it was somebody associated with Osama bin Laden or, or somebody else. Right. I, I would certainly think that given the modus operandi, given the importance of the Trade Center as a symbol to the Islamist terrorist groups, Certainly the most likely candidates are Islamist groups, whether right. they be Osama bin Laden Hang or Hang on, Ron. we got an ABC News update coming up, and we will come back on the other side right here. America on the Under Sean Attack Hannity continues on the Sean Hannity Program with this special report. President Bush has flown to the Strategic Air Command at a Nebraska Air Force Base today in the wake of the terrorist attacks that toppled New York City's World Trade Center towers and set the Pentagon on fire. ABC's Ann Compton is with the president. President Bush is driving in a small black sedan across off the tarmac uh, to a location where Ari Fleischer tells us that he will be able to participate in a National Security Council meeting by teleconference. Uh, the president has with him just a skeleton staff, Carl Rove, Andy Card, Ari Fleischer, of course, Dan Bartlett, Gordon Chandro. There are five members of the press corps allowed to travel with the president at this point. The president said freedom itself had been attacked and he vowed to pursue and punish the culprits. New York City Mayor Rudolph Giuliani said it was the worst thing he had ever seen, but he is urging New Yorkers and Americans to remain calm and not to let terrorists prevail. We will uh, strive now very hard to save as many people as possible and to send a message that the city of New York and the United States of America is much stronger than any group of barbaric terrorists. 
The three buildings were struck by commercial jetliners. The death toll is not known, but New York Mayor, Mayor Giuliani says it will be horrible. The U.S. military is on its highest state of alert. The Atlantic Fleet Command is positioning ships off the East Coast to provide air defenses for New York City and Washington. I'm Karen Chase, ABC News. Our coverage of America under attack continues on the Sean Hannity program. All right, as we continue on the Sean Hannity Show, America under attack, our toll-free number 800-941-SEAM. We will be taking your calls, giving you an opportunity to respond to all that has happened today and the sad events that have been unfolding. Congressman Gary Ackerman is with us just back from the Middle East, meetings with the Prime Minister of Israel and with uh, Yasser Arafat himself. Uh, are you there, Congressman? Hopefully I'm, a better line? I'm, I'm here, yeah. It's a little bit maddening here. I happen to be with, uh, in, in the good company of two of New York's finest who have been uh, helping me out tremendously as well as, as this whole situation. I'm actually in Port Washington with them. There was a staging area set up here to send some of Long Island's emergency medical technicians uh, by boat. Uh, over to Manhattan, and we've just finished that, and our cell phone was kind of acting up. But they, no, that's okay. They scooted me over to a real phone at the uh, you know, Washington Yacht Club. I, I think actually the mayor of New York, when he, when he said, of course, we prepare for, for things like this regularly. I mean, they, they had co command centers moved and command centers built and preparations for, for tragedies like this, but he goes, you never think it's going to happen like this. Um, it's almost surreal when you look at what has happened. I mean, I can't imagine the next time that I fly around Manhattan as I approach LaGuardia Airport that I'm going to be in a position where those two massive, huge buildings, this incredible these incredible structures are missing. Uh, you're absolutely right, uh, Sean. They've, they've succeeded, at least for now, in changing the skyline of, uh, of the city of New York. Uh, and they've also uh, changed our lives forever. Uh, the way we're going to be doing business, the way we relate, uh, our security, the way we travel, et cetera, et cetera, in ways that we cannot even contemplate uh, right now. But in the end, uh, they're going to have to know, and I'm, I know that our president's going to make that clear, uh, that this evil will not prevail and that we will, uh, we will make sure that we track these, these, these horrible, evil people down and give them what they deserve. You think the president has handled this properly? Uh, we are all, all, all. Uh, standing united uh, regardless of our political affiliation or, or personal philosophy with our president. We have one president. He's the commander-in-chief. Uh, we're not going to second-guess. Uh, he, is, he is doing what he is supposed to be doing right now. Uh, we will find out as much as we can about how this happened uh, and, and what we have to do to take steps to prevent, if at all possible, things like this happening in the future. What, what we get the final numbers and, and and I think it will be devastating. Congressman Jim Moran has suggested that there's over 10,000 people that have died in this uh, as a result of these attacks today. Sean, if you, if you, if you think for a minute that, uh, you know, you have 50,000 people working in, uh, at the World Trade Center building and, and how many people can get out in, in 20 minutes, it's not a big number. Uh, I, would, I would think that 10,000 uh, people uh, dead uh, might even be tragically to. I mean, it's hard even to think about these numbers. A, a, a low end, uh, low end kind of a uh, of a of a guess. Uh, I think uh, unfortunately it might be much higher in the tragedy. And you used the word surrealistic before. You're right, and it's Kafka-esque. And right now it's it's a news story, and it's a blur, and it's on the screen, and we we hear it on the radio reports, and we hear the eyewitnesses. But when uh, when things start to get ferreted out. And we all realize that we personally know, and everybody, everybody in America who's listening to your voice right now, who, who, who hears what you're saying, is going to know somebody, if you talk about that many people, is going to know somebody who perished in this disaster. Listen, I just, I just found out from Wire reports that a very close, good friend of mine, somebody who's been on this program many, many times, Barbara Olson, was on that plane oh, um, that, that crashed into the Pentagon today. I mean, and, this, and, uh, it's, it's just it's, unbelievable. It's exactly what's going to happen. The tragedies are going to start taking names and, and faces, and, and, and America is going to be not just in, in, in group mourning for a happening, but in personal mourning for people that they know and people who they're related to. Let me ask you a tougher question. Is America soft? Is America in denial? Is America embarrassed by the idea that it has sworn enemies? Is it fearful of protecting itself? I think that those who have acted in such a manner uh, have unfortunately been brought to realism by 
the occurrences of, uh, of today, Black Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that we're going to have to redouble our national resolve, and those who haven't had that resolve before are going to have to find it if they've not found it already uh, throughout the course of uh, these well, events today. You and I have spoken about this many, many times, and while we may d- disagree on some political issues, uh, you and I have always agreed on, for example, what, what Israel must do and how it must defend itself, but is, is America in denial that there is a large or fairly large percentage of the world that hates America and will continue to hate America because we're prosperous, democratic, and free, and because we fight for freedom around the world? Uh, if, if they're in, in denial, they've, they've already had their rude awakening, and if uh, they don't come to a sense of realism today, uh, it's too late for them. But you're right, America does have uh, sworn enemies, uh, we have the same enemies in many instances that the state of Israel has because we have so many shared values. Uh, and, and we are in the minds of, uh, of others because of those shared values linked, and, and we become, uh, mm-hmm. we become the, the target of their, of their, uh, of their hate. Uh, and I think that some people who have been critical before of the way Israel has, been responded, re- has responded previously to acts of terrorism, and you and I agree and we've discussed this, uh, you know, if, if you know who the terrorists are and you know they're going to commit this act, what is wrong with going after them ahead of time? Why do you have to wait for a tragedy like this to happen? Uh, as soon as we ferret this all out, and we think we know the address of, of who's responsible for this, but uh, our intelligence people are, are redoubling and rechecking and trying to right. reconstruct what's happening, uh, I, I don't want to hear it from some of these people that, uh, that we overreacted. There is no such thing as an overreaction. Yeah. the heinous crime against humanity that was committed today. Congressman Gary Ackerman of New York checking in today, just back from the Middle East himself. Congressman, thank you for your time. Appreciate your insight. We now also go right back to our newsmaker line. Former Defense Secretary under the uh, Reagan administration, Casper Weinberger, is with us. Uh, Cap, how are you? Well, thank you. Uh, I wish we were talking under better circumstances. Um, what are your thoughts on uh, what happened today? Well, obviously a national tragedy of the worst possible proportions and uh, virtually a wartime situation. And uh, we have to uh, now, I think, concentrate, first of all, on helping as many of the injured people as we possibly can and, and that, uh, also trying to find out how this could possibly have happened, how these planes could have uh, been hijacked, how they could have gotten bombs and metal past the uh, metal detectors in the airports, uh, who is responsible. And as soon as we're definite who is responsible, then we have to uh, take a terrible toll of, uh, uh, in revenge. And, and uh, we don't need to hear any, uh, any uh, worries about being too provocative or not civilized or whatever. We have to uh, punish these people with every lethal weapon that we have as quickly as possible once we know who definitely who is responsible. Hey, uh, the only way in which we're going to prevent it happening again. Casper Weinberg, I'm, I'm looking right now at the Fox News Channel, and what we see are uh, images from earlier today of Palestinians celebrating the attack on the United States in the street. What well, does that tell us? That tells, tells us that uh, they are one of the groups that, uh, that claimed the so-called credit for this. Uh, that, that tells us that that's a, a pretty good place to start uh, our examination of who is responsible. And if they are responsible indeed, and it's not just some idle boast, why uh, then they, they are the ones who have to be punished. I would suspect that there are three or four groups involved from the magnitude of this conspiracy and the, and the widespread nature of the attacks. How is it possible, I go back to this one question, to hijack five commercial airliners from major airports, do so within a set time frame? Um, I mean, how is such a thing possible? I mean, I mean it's, it would seem to me, uh, Mr. Weinberger, that almost every system had to break down simultaneously. Well, they're, they're, that's why we need to find out an awful lot more about what happened, because I agree with you when you have the amount of, of protection that we have, and bear in mind that we're a democracy, and it's the, well, there's much more protection that we could have. We've never wanted to pay the price for that. Uh, mm-hmm. That's the kind of, uh, of absolute security you get in, in dictatorships. But on the other hand, we do have a lot of protective measures, uh, the metal detectors and all the rest. But in one way or another, they were overcome, uh, and uh, these planes were, uh, were hijacked uh, by uh, uh, some kind of a group or groups working together. And uh, in one sense, that may make it a little easier to find them. But uh, yeah. the search must be unrelenting, and the punishment must be immediate and as drastic as we can imagine uh, once we find them. 
Uh, we don't want any indiscriminate attacks, but as soon as we find out who did it, uh, then they have to be subjected to, not to a long trial and not to a long investigation and not to a lot of columns and newspaper editorials, but immediate punishment. That's the only thing that people like that are going to understand. Well, as you recall, that's what Reagan did with uh, Libya and Muammar Gaddafi. Exactly. Exactly. You know, you know uh, and by the way, we're joined uh, on our newsmaker line on the Sean Hannity Show by former Secretary of Defense Casper Weinberger. Um, you know, Israel has been involved in a controversial practice of late, which is targeted assassinations. There is an executive order. It was in place when President Reagan was in office uh, against the assassination of foreign leaders. Uh, it's Executive Order 12333, if you recall. Is that something that we should consider rescinding as well, a means of getting... Been considering it for quite a while. I did an article on it recently for a strategic review, uh, and uh, we have to find out if the foreign leader was actually directly involved and directly gave the orders. If so, there shouldn't be the slightest uh, hesitation about not assassination, but simply disposing of him as quickly as possible. And mm -hmm. if that means murdering him in, in the sense that the, uh, it's on the books that that's what it's called, so be it. But, but uh, these people have to understand that if we're going to perpetrate acts of this kind, uh, that involve thousands and, and tens of thousands, I'm afraid, of innocent lives, they are going to be punished just as soon as they're found. And the search for them has to be absolutely relentless and, and unrelenting. Yeah, former Secretary of Defense Casper Weinberger on the Sean Hannity Show. Thank you for your time, sir. Appreciate you being with us. Thank you. Uh, just to give you a list of the planes that crashed today, American Airlines Flight 11, a Boeing 767 en route from Boston to Los Angeles. The plane was carrying 81 passengers, nine flight attendants, two pilots, and the location of the crash has not been, uh, that was one of the ones that went into uh, the uh, World Trade Center. Uh, also, American Airlines Flight 77, a Boeing 757 from Dulles near Washington. United Airlines Flight 93, a Boeing 757. And United Airlines Flight 175, a Boeing 767 bound from uh, Boston to Los Angeles. Uh, we're also going to be taking your calls, getting your reaction to America under attack and the terror that we've all experienced um, here today and the shock and that everybody's had. And uh, our toll-free number, by the way, if you'd like to be on board, especially our New York audience at our flagship station, 77 WABC in New York, it's 1-800-941-SEAN, 1-800-941-SEAN. We'll start with Josh. He's in Little Neck. Josh, welcome to the Sean Hannity Show. Hey, Sean, how you doing? What's up? What's going on, man? Sad day for America. Oh, horrible. Absolutely horrible. Tell me, uh, tell me what's uh, going on. Um, you, you apparently were there? I was there. I work at uh, 110 Wall Street, so I was at my office doing research in the morning. I'm a trader, and uh, all of a sudden the S&P futures plummeted, and I looked up, and I'm like, what the hell's going on? You know, I'm looking at my friends, what's going on? We look at CNBC, which we watch religiously in the morning, and we see uh, the World Trade Center has a hole in it, you know, something flew into it. We thought it was just an accident, and, you know, some pilot made a mistake or whatever. And then, boom, the second plane hits. So uh, they evacuate my building, and we are standing outside, basically, you know, just talking to each other. Can't believe what's going on when the first building collapsed. Um, I'm probably around a thousand yards from this. Yeah, for for people that don't know, I mean, and this is this is the thing about the World Trade Center. I mean, it is. If you've ever been up to the, the to the top floor, there's 110 floor yeah. buildings we're talking about it's here. Huge. I mean, it is it is unbelievable. Let's put it this way: I'm now 35 or 40 minutes out of Manhattan. I couldn't get into our studios today because New York was shut down. Right. Well, I, I can actually look out of my window here. We went up on the roof of this building in Garden City, 40 minutes, 45 minutes away, right. and we could see the skyline of New York and the black smoke that's coming down here. And look, I got to be honest, I've interviewed over the years a lot of terrorist experts, a lot of them. And and a lot of them have been warning that this type of terror attack would make it to US soil. And that quote and they've lectured us that in many ways the United States has been somewhat immune to this type of attack. Yeah. But but maybe now this is something we've got to take seriously. We and and I think the it's got to be a fundamental understanding that Americans collectively, conservative liberals, Democrats, Republicans, have got to understand that America no longer needs to be in denial. We there's nothing wrong with us recognizing that this is a dangerous world, 
uh, that there are a lot of people out there that hate this country that will continue to hate us, hate what we stand for, hate what we believe in, hate the freedom that we have, hate the stands that we take, hate the fact that we defend freedom around the world. And, yeah. and this is what I think more than anything else has got to become clear to people. Well, we're the hegemonic power, you know? So yep. they're looking to take us down. And today, they really, it's an eye-opening experience they've gotten here, you know? I've always felt safe, and today, uh, life, life as you know it has changed. Josh, thank you. Appreciate your call. Okay. Uh, 800-941-SEAN, our toll-free telephone number. We got Steve in Forest Hills next on the Sean Hannity Show. Steve, hello. Welcome aboard. Hello, Sean. How are you? Uh, we've had we've had better days, I'll tell you. Yeah, I'll say that. But um, anyway, I was at 4 Albany Street at the time. Actually, it was 8.50 a.m., and I thought I sell, had smelled smoke maybe from a gas explosion. But I didn't think twice about it until someone had come over to me and said, well, look, the World Trade Center is on fire. And I'm thinking, that soon? Because I did hear some explosion of some sort. And I did right away think that it's, it's, it was too big for a small plane to cause. So um, I was already thinking Osama bin Laden was behind this somehow. And uh, we were given the orders to evacuate the uh, building, which was, as I mentioned, one block away. As soon as I got down to the sidewalk, I did see the second jet just overhead, maybe... 500 feet or so overhead. I just looked away, ducked, and then as soon as the explosion happened, it looked like a, a fire, fireworks were coming out of the building. Well, look, America, we, we all saw these images, or most of us have, and if you haven't, you'll go home tonight and you will, you will see these two massive structures. Not only, we, we have the one shot of the plane actually hitting the second building, mm -hmm. and, and we have these massive structures falling to the ground. But America's got to come to a realization. What happened today is an act of war, and when a war is declared against the United States, like it was at Pearl Harbor, you unite and you do everything possible to track down these, these cowardly scum that went after innocent men, women, and children, because they were the victims today. And collectively, then, we are all victims. Because if we're not safe in the cities in which we live, in the cities in which we work, then we've all got to understand that we are vulnerable, and this, this cannot stand. And that means that we have got to find these people wherever they are, wherever they're hiding, whoever they associate with, whoever may potentially be involved, and we have, there's got to be serious, swift retribution wherever uh, we find them wherever we find them. You know, it was interesting. After Reagan bombed Gaddafi, we didn't hear much from him after that. And perhaps there have been indications with, with Osama bin Laden, perhaps, if he ultimately find we find out he's responsible for this, you know, where we had opportunities in the past to really track him down, and perhaps we missed those opportunities. And certainly we're going to be talking about uh, doing more to uh, make our nation's airports secure and our nation's cities secure. That's something like this could never happen again. Four commercial airliners hijacked at the same time in a set time frame. We've got to take a break. The Sean Hannity Show. We have an update from ABC News coming straight ahead. 1-800-941-SEAN is our toll-free telephone number. We'll be taking your calls. America Under Attack continues on the Sean Hannity Program with this special report. In the aftermath of a terrorist nightmare, President Bush must now decide what to do next. ABC's Ann Compton is with him at Office Air, Offit Air Force Base in Nebraska at the site of the Military Strategic Air Command. President Bush is driving in a small black sedan across off the tarmac uh, to a location where Ari Fleischer tells us that he will be able to participate in a National Security Council meeting by teleconference. Uh, the president has with him just a skeleton staff, Carl Rove, Andy Card, Ari Fleischer, of course, Dan Bartlett, Gordon Jandro. There are five members of the press corps allowed to travel with the president at this point. It comes after this morning's attacks on New York City and Washington. Two planes slammed into the World Trade Center this morning. Not long after that, a plane plunged into the Pentagon. Congressional leaders have been taken to a secured site as well as the Bush cabinet. The nation's capital is under a state of emergency. Daria Albinger, ABC News. Our coverage of America Under Attack continues on the Sean Hannity Program. All right, as we uh, continue on, glad you're with us. Sean Hannity Show, Coast to Coast, America Under Attack. 
And uh, if you're just getting in your car, the tragedy strikes America, terrorism today. Terrorists apparently hijacking four planes, attacking the World Trade Center and the Pentagon. And um, how this could have happened, we'll find out in the days and weeks to come. Uh, sadly, I found out just literally about two minutes before I came on the air today, 3 o'clock Eastern, uh, 12 o'clock out on the West Coast, that um, somebody who was a very dear friend of mine, uh, somebody I've gotten to know over the years, somebody who was a regular guest on this program, was on the plane that was, uh, that was crashed into the Pentagon. And actually uh, here uh, to help uh, to tell us a little bit more about Barbara Olson and what he may know is Mark Levin, who also fills in on this program. Uh, Mark, I know you and I were both very close to uh, Barbara. She's a terrific lady. Uh, are you there? I'm here. You know, uh, obviously what's happened today is utterly devastating, and uh, people are going to have to toughen up, and we're going to have to respond in a devastating way. But uh, let me just tell you quickly about Barbara. This was a lady who was full of life, who was, you know, always took the right position on these ethics issues and legal issues. And I know her husband, Ted Olson, the Solicitor General of the United States, is uh, really shaken to his, right down to his heels. And uh, I'm sure there's going to be so many people out there who are going to know so many wonderful people who've been killed or maimed by this. And, and the number of innocent, wonderful civilian people uh, who, who, are, who are dead today thanks to this little rotten band of conniving weaklings. Cowards, weaklings, scum. And, I, and, I, I, and let me just say, and then I'm going to leave you, Sean. Let me just say that I have the utmost confidence in the leadership here that Rumsfeld is one tough old cookie over there at defense. And so is Cheney. And Colin Powell is too. And they're going to find out what happened here. And uh, everybody is together on this, regardless of party and race and religion. Everybody understands what's at stake here. They struck at America. They killed all kinds of Americans, regardless of background. Wonderful people all. And for this, they must pay. It must be a devastating retribution. And that's all I have to say. Mark Levin uh, joining us here on the uh, Sean Hannity Show. Coast to coast, Mark, uh, I know you lost a friend as I did, and um, our thoughts and prayers not only go out to Ted Olson and their family, but also to um, all the victims' families. I, I, uh, I now believe. joining us, former Attorney General of the United States, Ed Meese is uh, with us. Uh, Mr. Meese, thank you for being with us. Um, it's a sad day for this country. Yes, it certainly is, and uh, something that I don't think... Uh, I think all of us have feared, but uh, we've never thought it would happen, This certainly in the immensity that it has today. Yeah, you know, that was what struck me when, when Mayor Giuliani said, and, and the mayor I know is not an emotional person, and he was quite choked up, and he said all the years you spend planning for this, never ever thinking, you know, something like this can happen. I, I guess what really is just st stuck in my craw, Mr. Attorney General, is how is it possible to hijack four commercial airliners from major airports in the United States do so within a set time frame? Well, I think what we have seen here is a very carefully organized, uh, heavily uh, supported, uh, and uh, well-executed uh, terrorist attack. And I think it, it indicates that we have an organization here that is extremely deadly and extremely uh, well uh, planned uh, and uh, carrying this out in a way that uh, I don't think anyone would have anticipated before this actual occurrence. Yeah, and America's reaction to such a thing, find out who's responsible, act swiftly. Well, I think, I think that's obviously very necessary, just as we did back in the days uh, when uh, President Reagan uh, uh, took the retaliation raid against Libya, when the, after that was uh, ascertained that they were responsible. So I think uh, action is important, but I think it also illustrates the, uh, the greater danger that we have today from terrorism, probably greater than we've ever had in history. Yeah. Uh, is America in denial? I mean, you know, I guess as well as anybody, being at the, the highest levels of government for years, that there are many in the world that hate the United States, hate what we represent, hate our prosperity, hate democracy, hate freedom. Yes, uh, that's unfortunately true, but I don't think we've ever before had uh, an opponent, an adversary like this, that actually took it to the, to the stage of actually waging war on the United States. 
it is a war, isn't it? Yes, I don't think there's any question. Uh, just the damage itself that you're watching on, on television that you've heard about on the radio uh, illustrates that it, it has all the aspects of a war. Mm-hmm. Uh, you knew Barbara Olson. Did you, I assume you just heard in the last segment that, that she was in the plane that, that uh, crashed into the Pentagon. Yes, I knew her well, and I'm ex- extremely saddened by this tragedy, and, and my greatest sympathy goes out to her husband. Yeah. Does this mean that, that perhaps now the d- debate over defense and national security has shifted? I mean, those perhaps that were believers that we had a peace dividend, now that, that notion, that belief, that understanding is gone? Well, I, I think this certainly will, will uh, signify to even the most recalcitrant uh, members of Congress the importance of being prepared uh, not only in our defense, uh, but also uh, in terms of our intelligence capabilities, our law enforcement capabilities, and uh, particularly human intelligence. I think what, uh, you know, in, in the 1970s, we had this almost total wipeout of our overseas intelligence networks uh, due to some bad decisions by Congress and by the administration then. Mm-hmm. And I think we're now reaping the results of that, because once you disband these networks of, uh, of agents uh, in various countries, it takes uh, literally decades to reestablish them. Yeah. You know, one of the things that, that clearly w- was uh, transparent here, you mentioned it was well-orchestrated, well-organized, well-planned uh, attack against the United States. But, but also, I mean, it goes to this level that the terrorists who apparently hijacked these four planes and attacked the World Trade Center and the Pentagon could only have succeeded by using their own trained pilots uh, because I couldn't imagine a pilot, even with a gun to his head, flying into the World Towers. I no, can't I imagine that absolutely- happening. I think that's absolutely right, uh, and I suspect, uh, we don't know yet, of course, but I suspect that the plane that went down in Pennsylvania was uh, the pilot doing everything he could to resist uh, that taking over the plane. Uh, the other pilots apparently didn't get that opportunity or were overpowered, whatever it happened to be. We're almost out of time. Um, you were at the highest levels of government, as I mentioned, around the president at the time. We bombed Gaddafi. What should President Bush be doing tonight, and uh, should he address the nation again? Well, I think he should address the nation, particularly after a little more is known. Uh, I think uh, there are three things that have to happen. Number one, uh, doing everything possible to relieve the suffering that's taking place now to console the families of the victims. Number two, to expand the investigation worldwide, utilizing the intelligence agencies of other countries as well to ascertain the culprits. And then third, taking the appropriate retaliatory action. Yeah. All right. Former Attorney General Ed Meese on the uh, Newsmaker line on the Sean Hannity Show. Mr. Attorney General, always appreciate your time. Wish it was under better circumstances. Appreciate you being with us. And uh, I'll tell you what, we're going to wrap up this hour here. Um, It is the equivalent of Pearl Harbor, and uh, we'll get more of your reaction, your thoughts, your calls, questions. And uh, perhaps some of you that were witnesses to a lot of what was unfolding today, you can give us a call. Our toll-free number is 1-800-941-SEAN. 1-800-941-7326. 1-800-941-7326. As we continue, glad you're with us. It's the Sean Hannity Show, coast to coast, on the ABC radio network. 800-941-SEAN.